Welcome to The Dig on the Huskers Radio Network podcast. Featuring Nebraska Volleyball Assistant Coach Kelly Hunter. Here's your host, Jessica Cootie. We're back with another episode of The Dig. I'm Jessica Cootie, and we're also welcoming back Kelly Hunter. And we had to push this recording back this week due to the scheduling at Stanford. Um, boy, am I glad that we did. What a match that you guys played last night. Yeah, it's always weird to play in a midweek game and you don't have a lot of time to prepare, but I think our staff and our girls were really, really dialed in on being really good on their tendencies and stuff like that. And we always know when we go to Stanford, they have a, a smaller gym. It's kind of like people are on top of you and we knew it was going to be a big matchup. It was on ESPN. And so we knew the atmosphere was going to be crazy. And I think our team kind of stepped up to that. Yeah, broke a five game or five match losing streak hadn't been since, two, or been since 2008 since you guys beat Stanford, what was it about this group that enabled them to get in the win column? I don't know. I think they just, we have a new group that has never played Stanford before, and they're all fresh, and we have obviously four freshmen contributing a lot. So just a new group who's never kind of experienced that, and we never addressed the fact that we haven't beat them in a while since 2008, like you said. We never even brought that up. We just talked about how it was going to be an intense match, a big matchup between four and five, and we knew it was going to be a grind, and we knew that there was going to be some close sets, close points, and ended up going four, and we couldn't have drawn it up any better. A team like that, a test like that, with all that talent, how big was it for you guys to get the, the first set? Yeah, the first set was huge, and after the match, and Coach kind of talked about how we won that match and why we did, we talk a lot about winning matches by two points or winning sets by two points, and that first set came down to that. And Volleyball is so much momentum and feeling the crowd and feeling the energy and to come out and take that first set by two points was huge for us. Becca Alec, what got into her? She was fired up. She was fired up. We almost had to kind of calm her down a little <laughs> bit, but she's one that if she's rolling like that, you just kind of got to let her go. And she's kind of struggled the last few matches offensively. And then for her to come out and bring that fire and want the ball and put it away almost every time we gave it to her was just huge for our team and her energy was infectious and even on the bus on the way home she was checking her Twitter seeing videos seeing tweets and she was like that's what I look like she's like I'm never gonna find a boyfriend she's so funny but her energy was awesome and I think it fueled our whole team yeah I was gonna say, how contagious is it when you're, you're middle blockers I mean Andy Jackson too it seemed like there were multiple big-time moments from those middles that really lifted the team mm -hmm. at times for those guys, they're only out there half the time, so they have to maximize when they're out there and bring energy. And if, if they're coming into the game for those three rotations and not bringing that fire and bringing that energy, then it's infectious on the team, like we said. And so for them to come in and make an impact in small spurts is huge. Lauren Cook-West on the broadcast last, last night said Bergen Riley was the difference maker. What did you see in her last night? Yeah, she is incredibly gifted in her decision-making and just her feel of the match and just knowing who to set at certain times. And I think just just that with her is just her decision-making and the way she runs an offense. And a lot of that is just her and just in the back of her mind knowing our matchups and stuff like that. But she puts up a, a really consistent ball, first and foremost, which you can't complain about that, and that's the basis of setting. But just offensively, just her choices and her decisions and knowing who's hot and who needs the ball in a certain moment is huge. Lauren was saying, too, that sometimes the passing wasn't always great, but the way that she was able to settle in and, and end up getting a good set for the attackers was really impressive. Is that something that she's just always been naturally good at? Is that something that's evolved for her throughout this, so far throughout non-conference? Mm -hmm. I think the way we train is that we want to be able to set anyone from anywhere, and I feel like she showed that last night. It wasn't 
the past was dictating who she was going to set. It was knowing, okay, Harper's on fire. I might not be super comfortable setting her on this specific situation, but I'm still going to do it anyway. And so when passing kind of breaks down, it's really easy for teams to just chuck balls to the left side. But she does a good job of getting them back overhead to Merritt Beeson or in the back row and not just having our offense be one-dimensional. How much is that, too? I mean, you mentioned knowing who's on fire. I mean, and Coach talked about Bergen in the first set. Is that when you're a setter, is that you know that? Is that something that you feel and then you keep going to it until they take it away? Or how do you know where to disperse the ball to? Yeah, there's a couple different philosophies. You can try and keep everything even, or you can say, hey, Andy's hitting 600. I'm going to set her until they stop her. And so that's one thing that Bergen's really good about is finding the hot hitter, even if there's four hands in her face. She doesn't really care, and our hitters don't really care. They're, they're ready for the challenge, and they're, like, they're asking for that. And so I think she has a good feel of knowing who's going to put the ball away in certain situations, but also knowing, okay, I need to be balanced. I can't just set one person 70 sets a night. And so she does a good job balancing those two. How, do you, um, how much are you guys involved in helping her navigate that, or is it kind of on her and, and her feel for it? A lot of it is in our prep before the match because we don't ever want to be kind of chasing our tails or trying to change too much during a match. We want our athletes to go play free and be mm -hmm. fearless and, and have the confidence in the back of their mind. So we watched film before the match of Minnesota's kills against Stanford and just kind of checked that out, like how are other teams attacking them? And we have that in the back of our mind, not that we want to copy them or do something that anyone else does. But just kind of knowing that a little bit and seeing, okay, this is what has worked against this team. So a lot of that is in the prep. And then during match, just giving her a couple things here and there. Here's how they're defending us. Here's what might be open because of that. But you go out there and you feel it and you make the decision from there. And you, you talked about her feel for it. Is it rare as a freshman to have that kind of feel? And, and I know you guys are not talking about them being young and being freshmen, but she is a freshman and mm -hmm. this is her first time going through a college volleyball season, is it rare for a freshman to have that kind of feel already? I would say yes or no. I think it just comes with experience as a player, and she's played at a high level, played with USA, and kind of played this true international offense that we're running, and not a lot of high school kids have run that offense. So for her, I think it falls back on her experience playing with USA, and just she's played with Harper and Andy and those guys, and she, she knows them really, really well. And so I think, yes, it is a little bit rare, and most setters kind of develop that over time, over their college career. But I think she's just played at such a high level that she kind of has a good foundation. Okay, I love her no-look dump. I mean, is that, is that something that you guys give her the green light to do when she sees it open? Do you work on it? How did you know? How do you incorporate it into what you're doing? We work on setter dumps every day. And we always want our setters to be offensive because we run a true 5-1 where they're in the front row. And so we always encourage them to be offensive. But that's something that's kind of her thing like she came in and she was killing us with that in the in the spring season <laughs> and so we're like that's your thing keep it rolling we talk about certain times that might be good to to use that dump but again I can't reiterate it enough a lot of it is her and her feel and just when she's rolling and she's feeling that we kind of let her go what about her ability to, to to block and to not be a liability I guess on the front row mm -hmm. for her it's it's really big about knowing her matchups who she's going against and Sometimes we'll have right front blockers help out a lot on middle attacks, and sometimes we'll have them say, hey, you don't need to help. You need to be good on your person. And I think she really handles whatever load we give her. Sometimes we have her help. Sometimes we just let her go. But she sees the attacker really well. She gets into a pretty good spot. And so 
that's blocking is being in a good spot most of the time. And so for her to be able to see the see the attacker and get in front of them is huge. Last week we heard Jalen talking about how much he enjoys coaching Lexi and he kind of just gets out of her way. So I want to ask that to you about coaching Bergen. How much do you enjoy coaching a, a player like Bergen? Yeah, it's you definitely don't want to be that coach that gets in someone's way when they have such a natural feel. and But you don't want that to kind of get in your way as well and not give them information and stuff like that. So it's been a balance of letting her do her thing and then giving her little nuggets of information here and there. But as coaches, you never want to overcoach, especially when they're doing great and they're able to make decisions on their own. Because at the end of the day, it's about our seven or eight people who are playing in the match. And, and during a match, a coaching staff really doesn't have too, too much of an effect over things. Obviously, there's adjustments and stuff like that. But our whole goal as a staff is to give them the tools and give them the confidence to feel like on game day, they can go out and it's it's their show and it's a celebration. How about Kennedy Orr and her stepping into a role? And uh, we've seen more of her and, and that kind of specialty role from the serve line. And um, how did you guys figure out that that could be something that you could utilize? Yeah, we've been messing with a couple people's serves. So Macy does her kind of one leg serve. Kennedy, Caroline, and Hayden have been messing with kind of a new serve. And, and we've seen her grow in that serve and just see how it could be could be beneficial. And then the cool thing about our backcourt is that Laney, Merritt, Macy, Kennedy, they can all kind of move around and shift. So when Kennedy comes in, Laney goes left back where she's played her whole life. Merritt stays in middle back and then Kennedy can go to right back. And Kennedy is an awesome defensive player. She reads really well. She hits the floor and she goes for balls. So just seeing her serve kind of develop and then knowing that our backcourt can shift around that has been really big. How big is that of, of her to find a different role, whatever she can do to contribute? Our whole motto this year is we're a stampede and we are 14 strong and we call our players who start off on the bench our game changers. So they have the opportunity to come in and change the game and we, we give them that freedom. And so to see her be bought into that and kind of develop in this role and it's not a setting role, but it's, it's a way to help our team seeing her buy into that and seeing everyone buy into that. If they get that chance to go in there, we want them to be game changers, come in, rip the hinges off the door and make a big impact. And we've seen her do that. Coach Cook had uh, talked about the serving was much better against Creighton, but then last night a little shaky to start off. How do you go about improving that and getting more consistent? What goes into that? There's a balance between aces and errors and we want to be one-to-one and we haven't been anywhere close to that. So there's a couple different ways you can tackle it. So we can try and be less error and then maybe serve a little bit softer or we can still stay aggressive and up our aces. So we're always trying to be more aggressive and be more aggressive from the service line. And I think we've been a little bit tentative and that's resulted in our errors. So it's really just a mindset. It's nothing technique wise. It's the one time you're back there with the ball and you have a chance to slow down. So there's some time to think back there. So for us, it's how can we stay aggressive and get some more aces to kind of combat those errors because we do want to serve tough and we might miss here and there. So it's kind of a balance. We can either back off and put it in the court more or we can stay aggressive and try and still put it in the court a little bit more but up those aces a little bit. How about Harper's um, serves that go right up top of the net and roll over? Is that <laughs> something that she does a lot of? Not really. I think she was missing so many so far out and long that she was like, okay, I need to drive it a little bit flatter, a little bit lower to the tape. And then I think she had three that all looked identical and two back to back. But when we train, we, we want them to serve it underneath the height of the antenna. And so with that, we're going to get some net serves. And luckily they went our way last night. 
What's gotten Merritt Beeson going these last few matches? I think just really getting used to our training and being able to implement that in games. And that's the biggest thing about coaching and getting better is can we train it? Can we get better every single day at practice? But how do we implement it into a match? And that's been her focus for the last few weeks is, okay, I feel great in practice. How can I feel great in matches? And so I think she's worked really, really hard on her mindset and going out there and having that same mentality that she has in practice. And then I think just our our situations and the situations we put her in and how Bergen finds her at certain moments, a lot of times she only has one blocker. So that's that's always helpful as an attacker. But she's worked really, really hard on just how can I be fearless during matches, and we've seen it show up. Okay, one of the things that I wanted to get your perspective on, I was on TikTok. I, I like TikTok for the recipes, the food recipes. Mm -hmm. But I came across this TikTok. Coach Cook was doing a TikTok with oh Allie Batenhorst. And, I mean, it's so funny. But just the way that he's been able to evolve, and I mean, it, it's what coaches do nowadays, right? You have to, you can't coach like you did in 2000, like you do now. And so you've been with him for a long time. You played for him. How have you seen him grow and change and evolve to be able to continue to be such a relevant head coach? I think every year you have a new group, you have new players, and as a coach, you have to kind of meet them where they're at. And so for them, like you said, they're on social media. They like to have fun. They like to be a little bit silly here and there. And they love any chance they can get to get him in their social media <laughs> and make him feel a little uncomfortable. And he owns it. So he's not like, oh, I'm not going to be in this video. He, he meets them where they're at. And he, he does a phenomenal job connecting with our girls, whether that's at the training table, coffee, film sessions, just silly stuff like that. He's always finding a way to connect with them and kind of see where they're at and build that relationship. And it's not just a coach and a player. It's, it's friends, honestly, and just being able to connect with them and build that relationship is huge. When you decided to get into coaching, why did you want to stay and work for him and be on his staff? I mean, I'm a Nebraska girl. I've been around this for a very long time. And just as a player, I learned so much from John and all of the assistants who came through and just seeing the tradition and the culture it's I would be crazy to not want to be a part of that but the thing that I love about John and our staff and our program is that the expectation is so high every single day every single week every single year and so with that expectation it's you have to grow and you have to be better and you're challenged every single day and and John does a great job holding us as a staff accountable the same way he does our team and so there's not a day where I can come into the office and and not get better and not help our team and it's a very rewarding environment to be a part of. That's awesome. How do you manage those expectations, those daily expectations? Because not everybody wants that, right? Not everybody wants to be challenged like that. Yeah. You have to know that it's going to be hard, but that's what you signed up for. And that's kind of what we say to our players and our girls, and that this isn't going to be easy, and that's why you come to Nebraska. You come here to be challenged, have those expectations, and then learn the tools to manage those expectations. So... We acknowledge that people are going to give us th their best shot. We know that that's going to be the case every single match. And so we try and front load that and know if this isn't going to be easy, but that's why we love doing what we do. Love that. All right, let's look forward ahead. You got uh, Kentucky coming up and last non-conference match. Leading into this, how do you like where this team has, how they progressed through non-conference to get ready for Big Ten play? Mm -hmm. I think we've gotten better every single match, and that's exactly how you want it to go, especially in the non-conference. And our competition is kind of upped every single week, and Stanford was a great team and a great matchup for us. And 
Kentucky is a great team as well, and we've, we play them every year, so we kind of know them a little bit. But I think we've just worked really hard on being better every single day, and we've seen that in our play. And so I think we're confident right now, and we've kind of earned some, some swagger a little bit. But even today, Jalen texted in our group chat and said, hey, people are going to say we're really good, but we can't believe them. We need to get better every single day, and we have a big match against Kentucky, and then everyone knows the Big Ten is intense, and it's a grind. So just how can we maintain this and not not get too high on cloud nine and, and just kind of stay working every single day and working on our areas we need to get better every day? Have you been impressed with how the freshmen have bought into that? Because they could start buying into the hype a little bit. I mean, the way they've played, the things that have happened for this program so far this season, I mean, it could you could get caught up in it a little bit. But the fact that they've been able to manage and, and move on to the next, and Coach Cook has talked about that, you know, we talk, look at what's next, what's next, that they are able to handle that mindset and that mentality. I think they're very mature in that way, and their class has been hyped up for a very long time. So I think they're a little bit used to it, that hype and that pressure that comes with it. And they definitely still have their freshman moments. They're freshmen, <laughs> and they would they would say the same. So I think it's just knowing, okay, we have these expectations and we have been playing great, but our one of our mottos this year is the game forgets. The game's not going to remember that we had a pretty good game against Stanford when we play Kentucky. And so that's been kind of our motto is just that, hey, even the last set or the last point, the game doesn't remember what happened on the last point or how good or how bad we played. It's all about the next point and the point right in front of you. And our whole group has really, really bought into that. And just in volleyball specifically, it's so important that you can not think about the last play or think forward to the next one and just handle the one right in front of you. And They've, we hear them talking about that all the time, next point mentality, and I think our, our whole group of 14 has really bought into that. I love that. Well, Kentucky, you mentioned you guys play them often. Tell us about Kentucky and, and what to watch for in this matchup. They're always physical. They're always scrappy, and it's just a good matchup with John and one of his former assistants, and I think everyone kind of recognizes that matchup, but they're always super physical. They have big hitters and they're scrappy on defense and they play pretty similar to us and they run that 5-1. And so it's pretty similar. And I think because of that, we have a good, we do a good job preparing for them because we do know them. And then same for, for them with us. They kind of know what to expect from us. And so it's always a, a close matchup, one that we get fired up for. What will be the, the three biggest keys for Nebraska in this one? I think cleaning up our serving, like you said, attacking them with our serve and doing it at a high level where we're not airing too much, but also not backing off. And then I think just defensively, we're always one of the best defensive teams in the country. How can we slow down teams and break them down and make them feel like it's really hard to get a kill? And that's kind of our, our mindset no matter who we're playing in every match. But I think just offensively, can we sustain what we've been doing and, and everyone has been playing at a pretty high level. So can we can we keep that going and make little improvements here and there on the things that we see when we scout ourselves? We have all kinds of listeners, uh, people that know everything about volleyball and people that know are, are still learning, myself included. So when you say physical, physical teams, what does that look like? So those are really athletic attackers who go and get the ball at a super high point and have really big arms and can hit really hard and, and have range. So when we say physical, we mean really good athletes on the other side. And with that, obviously, there's the mental component and just knowing the game and being able to use that physicality and, and make good choices. And so I think the biggest thing is just they're, they're great athletes and great volleyball players. 
So Stanford, you just came off playing a team like that. How much does that help leading into another physical team like Kentucky that you guys manage that so well against a team like Stanford? So the the thing with these physical big teams who have big arms get great plays all the time is our mentality of, okay, they're a great team. They're going to get those great plays. Now it's our turn to go make a great play. And that was our mindset against Stanford was, okay, they went over our block and had a great kill that we were never going to touch. Okay, all right, it's our turn to go side out and do the same. And I think that was the biggest lesson that we learned against Stanford was just giving them their points, acknowledging that they're a good team, and okay, but next ball. And I think it'll be the same with Kentucky. All right, last non-conference before the gauntlet of the Big Ten. So what needs to, what do you guys need to accomplish in this final non-conference? I think just still learning more about our team and making good choices and limiting errors. And we've seen a couple things, like I said, surveying and some attacking things where we err a little bit too much. And so a lot of that could be nerves, being hyped up, or just not managing the situation. And so we talk a lot about playing really clean on our side and playing Nebraska volleyball no matter who the opponent is. And that's something we can always work on. So I would say just kind of cleaning up some little things, a couple errors here and there. And I know everyone's fired up about serving, so for sure serving. All right. Kelly Hunter, appreciate your time. As always, great stuff. Good luck Thank this you. weekend. Thanks. All right. For Kelly Hunter, I'm Jessica Cootie. Thanks for listening to this episode of The Dig. Make sure you subscribe and like wherever you listen to never miss an episode right here on the Huskers Radio Network podcast.